Welcome to the Inside Carolina podcast, presented by Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill. Get 15% off your online order with the promo code HEELS15. Go to jerseymikes.com slash order now. All right, welcome into the Inside Carolina podcast. I'm your host, Ross Martin, joined by a special guest, John Bowman, our student intern and, and video expert. What's going on, John? Not too much. How are you, Ross? Great, man. We're just, uh, you know, hours after leaving the Dean Dome from UNC Media Day, and we just wanted to do a quick podcast to kind of recap what we learned, provide a little opinion, and then kind of paint the picture of what we took away from uh, today's Media Day. Of course, we had Roy Williams for about 30 minutes, um, pretty unfiltered press conference there, and then we got to talk to the players, all the returning players, um, so every player from last season except for the three freshmen. So we're going to dive into kind of what we learned and give our opinion on kind of what we think right now. We're, we're days away from late night with Roy and then the season's right around the corner with the exhibition games, the secret scrimmage. And then the November 6th is the first game against Wofford uh, and then Elon and then Stanford. So John, you were there for all of it. What, what was your major takeaway from what Roy Williams said uh, during his 25, 30 minutes with the media? I think the biggest thing that Roy Williams said, from what I heard, he talked uh, for a good bit of time about a number of different subjects. Some of it was about the FBI, some of it was about his team. The biggest thing I heard was what he said about the big men. And we still don't really have any separation for the Tar Heels at that five spot. We've been waiting sort of to see who would break out between Sterling Manley, Garrison Brooks, and Brandon Huffman. And we sort of waited all last year, and no one broke out during the course of the season. And then the expectation was that over the off season, maybe one of the two, because there's really two favorites to start, um, Sterling Manley and Garrison Brooks. And the expectation was that one of the two of them would break away over the summer with a lot of time to kind of prepare and focus on their bodies and get better skill-wise. But Coach Williams pretty much just came out and said during the press conference today that Neither one of them has really separated at all. And that's a little bit surprising, especially coming off a uh, summer of work for both of them. Uh, we know that Sterling did pass the running test. So that's a good sign for him. But on the court, I think they've still got a lot of work to do, um, not only in learning the position, but just getting better at playing it uh, in order to kind of separate themselves and say that definitively they deserve to start at the five for UNC. Yeah, and I think it's it's kind of indicative that, you know, last year one of them didn't really stand out over the other. You had Garrison Brooks and Sterling Manley splitting time, um, and they came in kind of ranked similarly. I know Garrison was a four-star, and Sterling Manley was kind of a three-star based on a lot of potential. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I think there's, there's more upside to what Sterling Manley brings, but I think heading into the season, fans should expect both players to split time. Um, I don't think – one is head and shoulders above the other. But as Greg Barnes did tell us earlier in the day, kind of it was telling that Roy, you know, didn't name one ahead of the other and was still kind of waiting for them to, to break out, which, which, which leaves room for them splitting time and for Nasir Little to play some four, which I think eventually may turn to Roy's best lineup with, with Luke May and Nasir Little splitting time. We know how Roy likes to use the two big men, how they got dominated against Texas A&M. Um, and you, you got to think that Manley and Brooks take huge jumps from last season as that's the leap that freshman to sophomore 
um, season leap. I talked to Sterling Manley, and he lost tons of weight during the season last year. He's put some of that back on, but I think he's around 240, that 242, 243 range. Um, but he said he feels super, you know, in shape, healthy, ready to go, and a, a lot better condition-wise um, from last year. Um, so the big man competition is going to be interesting to watch moving forward. And I think the other opening spot is where we should jump next, point guard. Um, you got a chance to watch the team practice some. You're there for Roy Williams. What, what's your kind of, I guess, snap takeaway at the point guard spot right now? Well, the biggest thing when talking about point guards is what does Roy Williams want from his point guards? And we heard this today from multiple sources. Uh, we talked to Kenny Williams, or uh, excuse me, KJ Smith about this, and Coach Williams also said it in his press conference. He wants someone who doesn't turn the ball over and who defends. And if they can do those two things, Coach Williams says that he'll work with them. So his options to do those two things are Kobe White, Seventh Woods, and you also have to throw in Leaky Black in the mix there as well. So Seventh Woods obviously has the experience, and he's also very athletic. So I think he knows the defensive scheme. He knows what's expected to of him. And with some of that veteran leadership, you'd think he has the edge in terms of protecting the ball and you know, not turning the ball over as well. But you've also got this option there in Kobe White, someone who's just immensely talented. And there was a lot of positive buzz around him over the summer in Chapel Hill, a lot of positive things about what he was doing on the court in some of the summer workouts. And that buzz was sort of confirmed at media day on Tuesday. Everyone had good things to say about Kobe. Uh, Andrew Playtech, interestingly enough, compared his competitiveness to that of Joel Berry. We know how much of a competitor Joel is. And it was interesting to see that same competitive fire the teammates are seeing in Kobe. And it's also worth mentioning what type of co player Kobe is when he gets on the court. He's constantly attacking. He is extremely athletic. He finishes well above, above the rim and below the rim. He can shoot a little bit. So he's an exciting player. So in terms of Who's going to start at point guard? I think the jury is still out. It was encouraging to see Kobe White running with the ones today, which was something that was kind of interesting and honestly unexpected for me because you'd think he would lean on the more veteran option in Seventh Woods uh, to run with the ones in practice. But um, I think the jury's still out. We'll see how it goes. But the thing to remember is who can defend and who's not going to turn the ball over. That's the ultimate decider of who's going to play the yeah. most minutes at point for UNC. It's clear that Kobe White's the more talented player. And the only advantage I think Seventh Woods has is that experience, maybe a little more knowledge of, of exactly what Roy Williams wants on defense and um, you know, as an offensive player within that system. But Kobe White's taller, he's he's quicker, he's healthier, um, he's faster, I would like I would like to say, from from end to end. Multiple players pointed that out as is what his really strength is, is getting getting the basket, getting the ball from one side and going to the other and scoring so quick. Um, one one player, I forgot who, I'm going to have to go back and listen, called him the, the best pure scorer on the team right now before an even uh, it, we've even played one game. So it's kind of crazy to think about the potential and the upside there with Kobe White. But, hey, it's, it's great to have a backup like Seventh Woods if that becomes his role because he has shown to be a serviceable, serviceable point guard. But in the two years he's had, he hasn't proven – too much, but he also has been injured. So I think it's important to, to know that he is healthy now 
and that Roy Williams will give him a chance. That's just another intriguing kind of storyline to watch. If Roy Williams goes with Seventh Woods to start the first couple games, or if he just goes with Kobe White from the beginning, or at what point does that change and when and, and why? Um, and I think that UNC will be its best team with Kobe White, and I think fans are, are really intrigued to to see him. Um, what what stood out from you watching practice of what Kobe White did? Anything particular that, you, that kind of struck you? I think what struck me in practice was sort of a continuation of what I've seen. I watched him at the Baha- over the Bahamas this, this summer, uh, play a couple games down there, obviously, and then I watched him at the Josh Level Classic when he was in high school. And all three times what stood out to me is how aggressive he is pushing the ball off the court. And that's also something that Coach Williams mentioned briefly in his press conference today. When Kobe White is bringing the ball up, he's always looking to attack. So whether that's attacking with a pass um, to the perimeter of the court, you know, sort of getting the offense into motion very quickly, or whether that's attacking off the dribble. He has a lot of offensive skill, so he can you know, make things happen when he's got the ball in his hand. So there were times in the Bahamas where he would just take the ball from the baseline, just drive right and attack the hoop. And that is a very potent offensive attack when you've got someone like Kobe White who has that offensive skill doing something like that. So watching practice today, that was something that was sort of confirmed for me, just seeing that attacking mentality. And I think it's something that fans are really going to come to appreciate and like uh, to see because it's exciting to watch. Um, anytime the ball is, his hand, in, is in his hand, really anything can happen. Yeah, it's almost like he's a taller uh, Ty Lawson in that sense that he is so quick, so fast, and and really moves so speedy with the ball in his hands as that point guard. So that should be exciting to see one of the best point guards in UNC history. But right now we're going to talk about Jersey Mike's, and Jersey Mike's is a grand opening coming up here on tomorrow, Wednesday, October 10th. We're recording this on Tuesday night. Jersey Mike's of Chapel Hill is opening a store down in Chatham County at Chatham Crossing in the Lowe's Food Shopping Center. It's 12 minutes from the heart of Chapel Hill, right down 15501. And round the way from anybody coming to Chapel Hill from Laurenburg, from Pinehurst, Southern Pines, Stanford, or Pittsburgh. Remember, all fall, Jersey Mike's Chapel Hill has partnered with Inside Carolina to offer a great deal for IC Podcast listeners. Use the code HEALS15 to get 15% off your order. This is online only. Go to jerseymikes.com backslash order. We'll show the locations near you. Click order, pick your favorite sub, and at checkout, enter HEALS15 and get 15% off your entire order. Skip the line, head straight to the register, grab your food, and you're on your way. Remember, HEALS15, so use that down in Chatham County at the new uh, store down there. There's four locations in Chapel Hill and Hillsborough, all of them right off I-40, super convenient for you when you come to Chapel Hill or just driving through town. Um, also look for Jersey Mike's inside of Kenyon Stadium and with the tailgate guys this fall um, for football. So support IC, support the podcast, and get 15% off your Jersey Mike's order. It's a win. All right, John. So we talked about big man. We talked about point guard. Those are the two, um, I guess, question marks in terms of starters. Then we look at who's returning. And I think it's exciting with how many players are returning, having that extra year of experience now underneath their belt. Um, the assumption is that Kenny Williams, uh, is it going to be a shooting guard? You got Cameron Johnson at that three, kind of small forward spot. And then Luke May, um, 
at the power forward, that stretch four spot. Um, you spoke with Cameron Johnson. I think this is intriguing because we haven't really talked about it much um, other than an article or two. But Cameron Johnson is coming off hip surgery. And uh, you got a chance to speak with him about that, how it's improved his mobility and his ability to, to play at a high level. What were your major takeaways with that conversation with Cameron and, and how he has, I guess, become super healthy now? Yeah, one of the biggest takeaways I had was Cameron Johnson really leaned into the adversity he's faced so far while at UNC with the injuries he's had. Obviously, he had a couple of injuries early on uh, during his time in Chapel Hill that forced him to miss some games. And then the rest of the season, he was sort of limited. And he spoke at length today uh, during the media day availability about the different things that he had to do um, to sort of get his body up to speed and into playing shape. It was sort of an extensive process, um, and it sort of went on behind the scenes because he was still playing throughout the most of ACC play, and it's not something that was talked about a bunch. So the Cameron Johnson we saw last year is not going to be the same Cameron Johnson that we've seen this year because this year he's going to have much more mobility. He's going to be able to have much more athleticism, um, he even talked about something you know, as specific as he wasn't able to get as low in his defensive stance as he wants to. And that's something that sort of film study will back up. If you watch really closely, Cameron Johnson sometimes was sort of upright and not very mobile, and guards would able to just be able to blow by him. And if he's able to get lower in that stance, move his feet a little bit more, he'll become a much better defender because he can sort of stay with those guards and won't be such a liability on that end. So I think kind of looking ahead now to next season, or excuse me, the coming season for Cameron, it's exciting for him because he gets a chance to show all that he can be, both offensively and defensively. And he also gets a chance to play kind of pain-free and injury-free. So that's exciting for him as well. Yeah, and I think, you know, he was solid last year. Um, so heading into this season, he's going to be more comfortable in the system. Uh, he's proven to be a, a, a above average three point shooter. You know, he came with a reputation as a as a really skilled three point shooter, and he shot okay last year. But this year, pain free, mo- more mobility. Would think that's going to um, improve greatly. Uh, and, and UNC didn't lose too much, so they're still be able to spread the court with Luke May and, and Kenny Williams. And you have, uh, I guess, better drivers and, and Kobe White, people that can dish. Um, it's gonna be very interesting to see what Cameron Johnson does and how he improves this year. And then, you know, they, this team, we talked about this earlier, John, this team lost two great leaders and two great players in Theo Pinson and Joel Berry, but they returned three seniors, and that experience is going to be so valuable with Kenny Williams, Luke May, and Cameron Johnson, who've all played a lot of basketball with Roy Williams and know what to expect. You add in some reserves who had played some, and then some freshmen that we expect to contribute significantly in Kobe White and Nasir Little. Um, in terms of role players, um, Andrew Playtick, Brandon Robinson, uh, and then Garrison Brooks and Sterling Manley to some extent, is there anything that stands out from those those four, three or four guys that what they could do to impact uh, this team this season? Yeah, I want to first touch on that leadership aspect because I think it is important um, to sort of watch how that plays out. And we saw an interesting window in how that is playing out today at practice. So. Obviously, Joel and Theo are gone. So who's stepping up in their place? It's really been an interesting kind of mix between Cam, uh, Luke, 
and Kenny, and they all live together. So they're all very good friends. And it was interesting to see them interacting on the court today during UNC's open practice. They were 100% kind of keeping the energy up. They were the most vocal uh, people in every drill. Uh, they were reminding one time Cam Johnson stepped on the court to do a drill, and he had to kind of remind Shea Rush to be vocal. Um, so it's little leadership things like that, kind of keeping team morale, morale high by, you know, kind of making jokes and keeping practice light. That's the sort of little things that leaders have to do. So it's interesting to see Luke, Cam, and Kenny jump into those roles because they're not necessarily the most vocal guys or you wouldn't point to them as the most outgoing guys, but they've sort of taken up that cross of being those guys for this team. So I think that's something to watch play out going yeah. forward. Um, specific and to the, you know, one point, let me step in here real quick, John. One player told sure. me that, you know, Cam, uh, sorry, Kenny Williams is more the vocal leader and Luke May is more the lead by example guy. So that's something to remember. And, and, you know, Luke May, he's been a contributor on this team now for three years, obviously with the breakout year last year um, and the big shot as a sophomore. So I think, you know, he's been kind of behind the scenes as a guy who leads by example, who's always one of the hardest working guys, who always is a, a beast in the weight room and obviously is very conditioned when it comes to the running workout. So, you know, he has been that lead by example coach's pet kind of guy for a couple of years now and just now he's the man and he has to step in that role him Kenny and Cam have to step in that role that was vacated by Joel Berry and Theo Pinson two great leaders and go ahead about your your reserve options there definitely yeah I agree with everything you said there for sure um, moving on to those Thanks. role players though <laughs> I think that Andrew Playtech is an interesting one that I spoke to at length today um, so what I talked to Andrew about is something interesting with his shooting. If you ever get to a UNC game early, uh, early enough for warm-ups or shoot-around, if you watch Andrew's kind of pregame routine, it's a pretty interesting one. He does a lot of stuff with putting the ball behind his back before he shoots or jumping up and down, putting the ball between his legs, and then pulling up to shoot. And it's all these drills are kind of helping him get a better feel for the ball and feel for the shooter feel as a shooter because as his high school coach explained to him, and that's kind of where he got the drills from, you're never going to get kind of a clean look when you're out there on the court. So you have to be ready for anything. So he's put in a bunch of work at these drills. He does them before every game. I think that's helped pay off and make him a very useful shooter there on the wing. He said he wasn't really tuning up anything with technicalities in his shot. He feels he has a good shot. He just has to keep working on getting reps in and growing his confidence. Um, with Brandon Robinson, yeah, that's, go ahead. Yeah, I was, go ahead on Brandon, but I mean, quickly, with those two players, Brandon Robinson and Andrew Play, it's going to be super intriguing to see how they, they fit in, because they are going to be playing behind Kenny Williams and Cam Johnson, and at times maybe um, Kobe White at the wing, or even Nasir Little at the wing. So these two players, Playtick and Robinson, who didn't have a huge impact last season, they could figure in prominently at times, but still are, are reserves, but valuable reserves who I think this year, you know, can come in with little drop off and, and give those players a breather. Kenny Williams is one of the most used players last season. So the re reliability of a play tick who showed flashes last season, but also had a horrible plus minus at times. And Brian Robinson, who, you know, says he's focused a lot on defense and his offensive game is a little, little behind that. 
Um, what they can do in terms of stepping up, I think, can really limit the drop-off at times when, when some of the starters need minutes. Um, and what were you going to say about Brandon? Yeah, I think that Brandon, it's about knowing his role, and it's the same with Andrew, and maybe that can help limit some of that drop-off. If they know exactly what they're doing when they're coming onto the court, so they're not coming on with kind of a chicken with their head cut off, but they're coming in and they know exactly what they need to do. So for Andrew, that provides shooting and provide a little bit of help and hustle on defense. And then for Brandon, that's coming in and being a defensive stopper. That's something he talked about today at Media Day. He wants to be known as someone who can shut the other team's best player down and bring heart and hustle to the team. So if they know their roles there, that's how they can really help the team and improve upon what they did last year. Of course. And now we're going to talk about heels travel. It's the easiest way to book travel to big UNC away basketball games. UNC is, has, has three kind of big trips we want to focus on. They're going to Las Vegas for, for two games over Thanksgiving, Chicago uh, right around Christmas, and then, of course, the ACC tournament in Charlotte. And HeelsTravel.com is your way to book lodging and airfare to those sites. Visit HeelsTravel.com now or call 336-855-0060. The trip to Las Vegas includes round-trip airfare from RDU, round-trip transportation from the airport to the hotel, and three nights at the Aria Resort and Casino. And the Chicago trip, December 22nd, it has two nights in Chicago right around Christmas time. That's going to be a sweet trip. UNC versus Kentucky. The teams could be both top 10, maybe even top five at that point. So visit HeelsTravel.com or call 336-855-0060. We had some great reviews from guys that use this service from families and, and, and people that use this service for the Cal trip. So I particularly want to, to push and, and make people aware of this option to get to UNC away basketball games. HeelsTravel.com, 336-855-0060 to book. And to close this out, John, I mean, in general, we don't know what this team's going to look like when it really matters, when they're, when they're facing off a good team. Maybe they get tested at Wofford or Elon, but, you know, Stanford's kind of a – that date you want to circle against a power five team. Um, but definitely throughout November and December, there's going to be plenty of tests in Las Vegas at Chicago against Kentucky. Um, Gonzaga at home are some, some dates to circle. That's when we'll kind of really know what this team's like, how they respond to, to tough times. But what's your kind of take and feel for this team right now? You know, you and Greg have been around this team more than anyone having spent time with them in Bahamas and now kind of following them into October and the preseason. Um, is there a vibe you get about how they're going to play, um, leadership-wise, toughness, all that kind of stuff, and a certain feeling you have for this 2018-19 team? I think the biggest feeling that I'm kind of recognizing is just how much experience this team has. Kenny Williams and Luke May, the two seniors who have been here all four years, have really been around the block, and they've been on – They've played in every big situation you can. They have, you know, immeasurable experience in big moments. And then on down through many of the role players, Cameron Johnson has played under a number of different college coaches, so he has experience on, you know, what the, what it takes to be a good college team from both, you know, sort of the good side and the bad side. And many of the role players like Andrew Playtech or like some of the big men or like Brandon Robinson, have experience playing in big moments. So that collective experience, I think, is really going to help the team. I think it's hard to project too much 
exactly how uh, the team will do in some of these big games we've been talking about because haven't seen them play. We haven't really seen them at full strength. Um, I think once we see them for, for the first time, when we see Luke May at the five, or when we see Nazir Little and Kobe White sharing the floor, once we get that first glimpse of that, it'll be much easier to judge this team's ceiling. Um, but I think that experience that I talked about off the, off the top, that's really key for this team, and it gives them an advantage over a lot of college basketball teams who are just sort of getting used to each other in this fall period. The Tar Heels are building off a very strong foundation, and that strong foundation is going to serve them well when times get tough in ACC play and in some of these non-conference games. For sure. I, I think you look at just the talent. You know, bringing in two five-star freshmen and, and a four-star with, with Leaky Black, who we haven't talked about a lot, but one player called him the most versatile. I think really called him the most versatile player he's coached, which was which was kind of hit me as, as surprising, but everybody talks about his length. But you, you talk about those studs that they're bringing in, Kobe White and Nasir Little expected to contribute a lot immediately. And you add them into, like you said, the experience. But, I mean, really, Luke May is one of the – should be one of the better college basketball players in the entire nation. Kenny Williams has all ACC potential. Cameron Johnson kind of the same way if they kind of hit the scoring marks we're expected. And the development of Sterling Manley and Garrison Brooks – as you know, becoming dominant big man who can be a force down low and get you 10 rebounds a game, I think all that should be very exciting. I think his team can move up and down the court faster with Kobe White and that explosiveness of Nasir Little. I think they have the outside shooting that teams, that UNC teams at times have struggled with. Uh, thinking back to maybe earlier years, they've been pretty good at three-point shooting in recent history. But you've got, I mean, you could have a, a lineup that that brings out Luke May, um, Nasir Little, Cameron Johnson, Kenny Williams, and Kobe White, all those guys can shoot threes. I mean, players were raving about Nasir Little's distance, long-distance shooting, something that I think a lot of people aren't really looking at. But that was a big point of emphasis for from a lot of players I spoke with. So I think there's a lot of explosiveness on offense. Um, they can really push the pace with either point guard option. And I think both will split time there. And I think if the big man really come together – I think has a chance to be a pretty special team that, that should have the you know, elite eight final four aspirations. Uh, of course, we are projecting pretty heavily now sitting here uh, in early October to what this team could be in March. But, um, you know, chemistry hasn't really been, chemistry's always been pretty good for UNC in recent years with the leadership they've installed. And so you've got to like what they have, uh, you know, at each kind of age group and then talent wise at each position. It's a pretty stacked team when you kind of step back and look at how much some of the guys have played and then the talent they bring in and just kind of the experience some of these lesser used reserves now have and how that can factor in. Um, but that's about it for us, John. Uh, we talked a lot about it over the Facebook Live and, you know, we've been at football and at basketball today. And so we have to get back to work here with some content. But appreciate you joining uh, me here on the Inside Carolina podcast. Um, appreciate your insight. You, you're one of the guys who sees the the court closer than, than most of us so uh appreciate you joining us yeah and one last thing for me would be i think late night with roy on friday is gonna be very very exciting first chance to see these guys from against each other but nazir little and kobe white are pretty good dunkers so i think it's well worth a visit for tar heel fans to check that out i know i'm excited all right appreciate it, john thanks Thanks for listening to the Inside Carolina podcast presented by Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill. 
Get 15% off your online order with the promo code HEELS15. Go to jerseymikes.com slash order now. 